My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we've watched Candyman 2021. Just so you know, 2021. Don't watch the old one. No, if they watch the old one, they have to listen to the old podcast. Right. If they watch the new one, they can listen to this one. You should watch the original before watching this. Why? I think I think they do an okay job of getting you up to speed. But you will miss some overarching points if you just watch this movie. If you haven't seen that one, because this is a requel. It's a reboot slash sequel. I learned that from the new Scream movie, Requel. That's what this is. That's what the new Scream movie is. Um, it's only a sequel to the first movie. So the two sequels there's that more? already exist. What? There's more? Yes. There's oh. two sequels to the original I don't think those count for this movie, and it, they really didn't allude to them, so I'm going to assume they do not count for this movie. All right. Probably can enjoy this one without watching the original. But to truly get everything that's going on, you kind of need to see the original one. And not need to, should see the original one. Because you said so? Yeah, I think so. There's some things in here that you wouldn't be able to tell were themes of the movie if you haven't seen the original 91 minutes though babe someone finally listened to me there's a lot of killing in this movie too it was gross should we go through it i have 16 kills zero boobs neither of us were jump scared yeah, that's a lot of killing despite it being a spooky movie it was not jump scary no there was what one Cause I, and it was it was very mild. I said to you, "Did you did you get scared?" And you're like, "No." Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. Since they decided to keep this movie a reasonable length, I will do the same with going over the cast. Okay. Yaya Abdul Mateen is Anthony. He's been in all the Peele movies, the Jordan Peele movies, which this is one of. Um, Jordan Peele didn't direct the movie. He was the producer. The movie was directed by Nia Costa. He was in Us and Get Out. You remember Get Out, right? Where they hypnotized the black guy and put their bodies, they put like their souls in oh, yeah, black people's yeah. bodies. That uh-huh. was the guy that produced and wrote this movie is the one that directed that movie. Oh, okay. So he was, um, Yaya, M- uh, Yaya Mateen was also in Aquaman. So you might have seen him there. Tiona Paris is Brianna. That's his girlfriend. Excuse me, but when I watch Aquaman, yeah, I only see only one, one actor. There's only one person in Aquaman. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Tiana Paris plays Brianna. That's his girlfriend. She's been in some movies that make white people uncomfortable, most notably Dear White People. The right kind of white people are annoyed with movies like that. 
I think the right kind of white people would be annoyed with movies like this, too. Yeah. If you have a Blue Lives Matter sticker, yeah, this one ain't for you. Okay. She's also in WandaVision, which we will be watching this week sometime because I got to catch up on these Marvel movies so I can see the new Doctor Strange. Oh, that next Marvel movie we got to watch is like 45 hours long. <sighs> and lastly, no, not lastly. There's one more. But we got Tony fucking Todd in this movie. Um, he reprises his role as Daniel Robitaille or the original Candyman. You'll remember him from Candyman and Final Destination, where mm -hmm. he is the guy in the morgue. This is his third and definitely not his last appearance on Why Bloody Valentine. You got plans? He'll be in more. He's in all kinds of movies that I love. Because, like, we might do the Candyman sequels. <laughs> that's, that's enough candy. We might do a Final Destination sequel. No, stop. We haven't even gotten to the Final Destination movie with the log truck. How are we not going to cover that movie? It has made such an impact on American on culture. All of society. On world culture. Really? Yes. I have received a picture message from someone who lives overseas that mentioned that movie behind one of those. Wow. Yeah. So it has permeated the globe. Who says picture message? Well, how would you like me to describe it? I received a picture. Okay, well, what if it was sent in the mail? In the mail? I'm being descriptive <laughs> for the listeners. In the mail. Whatever. Lastly, we'll go with another alum. Vanessa Estelle Williams reprises her role as Anna Marie McCoy for this one. In the original one, she was the woman that lived in Cabrini Green with the baby. That'll be important later. Yeah. That was a reasonable length for the cast, so let's begin. We start off with an upbeat Candyman song. Yeah, that was the song I was singing before the movie even started. Right. I didn't even know they were going to sing that song. Almost right into it. My friend had a parody of this song where he said... You got friends up. When I was a kid. Oh, okay. When we watched the original Candyman, he would sing this version of this song where he'd say, He takes all your blood and cuts out all your spleen. The Candyman. Candyman. Can and it scared me, so it stuck with me. That is scary. It's pretty fucking gross, too. But now we really start, because that's like the intro to the intro. That's like how they... Yeah, I thought that someone died before the credits were even... Because the, the hand. No, because the kid screaming. Oh, no, this was before that. Okay. That was like the intro to announce what company made the movie. And it was like that gross fucking hand, oh, monkey yeah. paw. And then it gets into what you're talking about. Okay. So we really start. A puppet show about being chased by the police. It's 1977. We are back in Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green, for those of you that don't know, was a real place, no longer exists, has been torn down. Gone. It's just gone? Well, yeah, they tore it down. Like, that stuff, that part of the movie was true. It's gone. The housing projects that they filmed the original one in do not exist anymore. Thank fuck, probably. Because they did not look like great places in the original Candyman. No. So a kid is going to do some laundry, um, and cops are looking for just some black guy. That's all you can tell from the picture. Um, and they are everywhere. They are looking hard for this guy. The kid drops a sock. He picks it up. He drops another sock and leaves it there. Mm -hmm. It's like, fuck it. One sock. One sock for me now. There's a really weird hole in the laundry room. And he doesn't seem like terribly worried about it at first. It's just a big hole in the wall, mm -hmm. which 
The look at the place. Yeah, and it harkens to the original Candyman because there was holes in all those walls that they yep. go through. And some hook-handed motherfucker steps through it. So now he's concerned. Yep. Just to give him candy. Yeah. This guy, it's explained, is just like just like a local legend, I guess. So the kid screams. Um, we don't know if he dies at this point. All right. I, I thought he died. But... Yeah, I did not because they didn't show it. So I assumed he did not die. Um, the cops respond. And shit don't go good for Candyman, apparently. Mm-hmm. But now we're in present day Cabrini Green. Well, not Cabrini Green, because Cabrini is gone. It's been gentrified. All the artists and white people have moved in with their fancy money. Mm-hmm. They created the projects and then took them back. Yes. Yes. That's what they said multiple times yes. in the movie. <clears throat> Blue Lives Matter people won't like it. Huh? Blue Lives flat. Blah. Blue Lives Matter people won't like it. They will not. Liberals? You're going to like the overarching message of the movie? They come free a little bit though. They don't they don't they don't spare us. You you get blamed in this too. Mm-hmm. This is your fault too. So now we're telling ghost stories um very horrendous horrendous story about what happened. Bad idea to tell ghost stories ever apparently. But the story is um Helen's story from the first movie. Helen Lyle. Yep. I I love these puppet scenes. I do too. That is like... I liked them from the original movie also. I don't think they had them in the original Yes, they did. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Was it... No, I think you're thinking of the trailer. It was puppet scenes. Was it? There was one, yeah. I feel like it was a different movie now. Could have been. I don't remember them from the first movie. Babadook? Babadook was like in the books, books. So kind of like a puppet. Like the pop-up books. Yeah. I bet that's what you're thinking of because it was the same black and white and all that shit. I bet. Yeah. yeah. So. Sorry. I fucking loved the choice to go with puppets here. And the look of the puppets, the aesthetics are amazing. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, I like it. And I think, A, it saves time because they're telling it as a story but B, it's just, it's so much cooler than having like a reenactment of jumping back and forth the mm-hmm. whole movie. Because this movie is confusing. Yes. It's hard to follow. And I think adding a bunch of flashbacks instead of telling the stories this way was a way better move. Mm-hmm. It kept it somewhat cleaner. It kept Yeah, it already, you, knew, you knew when they were just telling the story. Right. It kept an already confusing movie a little less confusing. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was possi- I hate I hate jumping timelines. Right. It, it drives was, me crazy. It was possibly my favorite decision they made for the movie entirely. There's two decisions I love that they make. One of them is the point of the movie, but the other one is this. Uh, thankfully, they didn't do the Candyman thing, so they're good. Anthony is too into the story, though. He's a struggling artist, and it sure sounds like Cabrini Green and Helen Lyle are going to be his muse. Because he is really into this shit. So it's time for him to research. And he's he's out there taking pictures and he's already getting stung by bees. Yep. The the worst bee sting in the history of the fucking world, too. It would turn out. Well, not immediately. Not but immediately. Yeah. It's a normal bee sting immediately. But it's a bad fucking sign if you're researching Candyman 
and you start getting stung by bees. If you're watching this movie or listening to this podcast, and you get stung by a bee. Turn it off. Nice fucking <laughs> you're done. You. You're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> the projects have been gated. He's like trespassing in a ghost town looking for the worst ghost. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things about the original Candyman, and I love when movies do this when they do it properly and good, when they make locations and atmospheres kind of like another character in the movie. Okay. So like in the original Candyman, Cabrini Green was scary itself. It was like this living, breathing monster of its own. Mm-hmm. They try to do it here, and it's it it works for the movie, but not as good as the original one. Like I won't remember the locations for this. I know what Cabrini Green is because of the fucking Candyman movie. Like it left an indelible impact. Mm-hmm. And when you do that with locations, when you do like the gothic thing and make the atmosphere and the locations like a character in a movie. It makes a big impression. And they tried to do it here. And I think they did all right. Chicago's scary in this. But not as good. Which, and that's not like to shit on them or anything. Because I think they just did a... You can't make Cabrini Green twice. No, and they did a masterful job with Candyman the first time. So Apparently someone does live there. I don't think, I don't think he's supposed to live there. He makes it seem like he's a holdout. Like fucking the three people that still live in Centralia. That's a very fucking local joke. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to know what you're talking about. You might about. not get that. But with how Centralia blew up on um, Facebook because of the painted highway, you might. Yeah. So. There's just a couple people left. They absolutely refuse to leave. Understand, if you live where we live, that joke fucking kills. <laughs> it kills. And this is where we hear about Sherman. Sherman is the candy man that, um, what's his name, William? Yes. Yeah, William. He's the candy man that William knows, the one that crawled out of the wall and tried to give him the candy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the child did not die because, because he's the he adult now. Because he is the child, right. So we are literally only 10 minutes into this movie. Yeah. Like, it, it has taken you longer to say it than it was to watch it. A lot happens in this movie. Yeah. And I have notes about that at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So the man just wanted to give him some candy. His screams led to the murder of that candy man. So I count that as a kill because the police did it. Yeah. So anytime the bad guy kills somebody. <laughs> I see what gets, you did there. It gets counted as a kill. Stop. You're going to make the Blue Lives Matter people they so stopped mad. Listening. I told them not to listen or watch <laughs> the movie. So as of now, um, Sherman the candy man was just a real dude, which they all were just real dudes. Uh, maybe like he was a little bizarre, I think, like the town weirdo. Yeah. That's what he seemed like. He won't like. hurt nobody. He's no, he wouldn't candy. hurt anybody, but we have town weirdos. We have a dude that dresses up in Halloween costumes like every fucking day of the year. You got the cold coffee lady. There. Cold coffee lady. All harmless. Um, This guy, harmless too. He was The accused... guy with the umbrella? He could be harmful. Yeah. Well, he, that, Supposedly there's a sword in that thing or that's something. That's why he has the umbrella. <laughs> that's a self-defense umbrella. Yeah. Or his guitar that he carries. Mm-hmm. That's a self-defense guitar like fucking honky tonk, man. <laughs> you come after him he's gonna fucking let you have it <laughs> so sweet i got my wrestling reference in there perfect move along 
Anthony is very into this, though. He's learned a legend. Now he wants to summon the Candyman like a fucking, just an asshole. Yeah. Just He's getting in deep now. Pure asshole energy. And he fucking did it. God damn it. His poor girlfriend did not want to, and that's always how this shit goes. You gotta drag some innocent. He in. did it in the reflection of the TV. Yeah. And I had to go pee at this time, so we paused it. And you were like, I think he's in that TV. I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it kind of looks like a side profile. I don't. And then we get up there, and I'm like right on the TV. And I'm like, ah! Yeah. It is him! That was the scariest part. So what happened was you were like getting ready to go pee. And that scene. Oh, yeah, it passed, passed. And you had to rewind and I it. I said, wait a minute. I think I saw him in a TV. And I rewound it and paused it. And you're up there. I'm like, that's not him. That is, you're like, that's not him. That I see like boobs. I'm like, I don't think so. I thought it was turned sideways. Yeah. Like it was like profile, but no. no, it was straight on. It was straight on. And it was him. It We're was up there. him. You're up there fucking tracing him. I didn't know I touched him. <laughs> you touched the fucking candy man. You're like, oh. you didn't get stung by the TV. What if you would have got static shocked by the TV when you touched it? Rich, how many times are you going to say his name? Stop. The mirror's behind the mirror's me. It doesn't count. But I'm looking in it and you're <laughs> saying it, and it. Stop it. Well, we're going to have an issue if I can't say the fucking name of him. <laughs> he who must not be named. Yeah, fucking Voldemort here. Great. <laughs> how many times do you say his name? Maybe they'll both show up and duke it out. <laughs> This is when you started being scared of the movie, though. Like, I was scared of the movie before we started. Were you? This this is a pretty fucking scary movie. Yeah, well, I remember the first one. It's tense. The music's awesome. The score is low key awesome too. I like it. No one has died that yet, though, except him in that flashback. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's time for Anthony's art show. This motherfucker has put up a mirror and handed out instructions on how to summon Candyman. Why you got to tempt fate? Don't do that. Like, I don't believe in that shit. I would not do it. You don't let me do it. I know. Candyman or Bloody Mary. Well, I don't think Bloody Mary even kills you. I think she just scares the shit out of you, right? I don't know. I don't know. We can talk about Bloody Mary. We'll look it up in in the archives and see what Bloody Mary does. If Bloody Mary don't kill you, I don't really care. If she's just like, yo, bitch, scares (laughs) the shit out of you, that's fine. But if she comes and kills you, I don't. There's no point in risking it. It's not necessary. So Anthony is explaining his piece to an art critic, and she does not fucking no, like she's it. she's not happy. She blames the artists and the fucking wealthy white liberals with their wealthy parents mm-hmm. for doing exactly what they're criticizing, gentrification, which is true. Yes. <laughs> All the, the latte-sipping artiste liberals are the ones doing this yeah the ones that are like decrying how minorities are treated are the ones pushing them out of their communities yeah so like i said they don't fucking spare you either and now this lovely gay couple i think is gonna try and summon fucking Candyman. they don't do it thank god they tease this gay couple summoning Candyman multiple times yeah they do and i am so worried every time because i like them i don't want them to die they're cool and in this case, it's the fucking white guy trying to do it. Of course. I think the black guy even says that's white guy shit. That's white people shit. He's right. That is white people shit. Summoning the fucking candy man mm-hmm. is white people shit. And there was quite a few white people that died in this movie yeah. doing it. Yeah. Anthony and the art show dealer guy kind of get into a little spat. And he accuses him of fucking his interns, which he is doing. Yes. He is fucking his interns. He's open about it. 
the girl is like, yeah. I'm on the Nuva Ring. It's I fine. have the Nuva Ring. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's not that big of an insult because he doesn't seem to want to keep it under wraps that much. Though he said, oh, I should have wrote it down. What did he say? You had that one in your pocket. Yeah. You didn't come up with that. You yeah. had that one ready. Yeah. And he admits it. He's he like, yeah, that he wrote that one in like, advance. He had been waiting yeah. to be able to use yeah. that. Stand-up comedians have their roasts for hecklers already. They don't just make that shit up most of the time. So the art show's over. The curator and his intern slash girlfriend are cleaning up. And they are going to essentially summon the candy man. She fucking hooks herself to him somehow with, like, her fucking suspenders. Yeah. Well, she had, like, a chain belt and she yeah. hooked the... Yeah, to, like, the fucking belt loop on his yeah, pants. Yeah, to his belt loop. So... He's like humping her butt and she's doing the candy man in the mirror. This, I don't know if I'm making it sound extremely sexy. It wasn't as it sexy. Wasn't. It was not very sexy. No. It, was, it was fucking weird and I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, he even like made a joke about having sex with her corpse. Yeah, he's going to be a necrophiliac. It was not sexy no. at all. I don't know if I, because I know my voice can be sexy. Oh my God. So when I'm describing this stuff. I don't want this to sound like it was sexy. It was not gross. I did not enjoy this. Jesus Christ. They do succeed in summoning the candy man, though. Yeah, they do. She is very, very dead. You don't even see him. No, I don't like that. I don't like that you can only see him in the mirror killing people. Yeah. It's annoying. It's needlessly confusing. Especially when later you can see him. Yeah. You don't have to have mirrors. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Is it because he has not become Anthony yet? He's still no. like spirit Candyman. No, I don't want to ruin the last scene of the movie. But the last Candyman that looks at her and speaks is not that's him. That's not him. That's no, not Anthony. That's Daniel no. Robitaille. That's Tony Todd. She ain't seen him in a mirror. He's in a fucking alleyway. She's looking right at him. Yes. So. That's why I said later you can see like him killing all those people you don't need a mirror to see him no you can see him tony todd and you can see anthony there's two candy men in that last bit there's anthony and then there's daniel robitaille who was the original candy i thought he just turned into him i don't think so well that's what he was doing the whole movie slowly turning into him i just think he was slowly turning into the candy man i don't think he maybe turns into him i didn't think that I just thought another Candyman showed up. Like two Candymen? Well, there's at least two Candymen in this movie because during the scenes where they're killing, it's fucking... Um, I thought that was like Spirit Candyman. Local weirdo Candyman. Yeah, there's lots of Candymen. There's at they least... named like four? Yeah, five? it's four or five. He's painting them and shit. Okay, keep keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Like I said, this movie is a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of information. So this is bad news for Anthony. Uh, he had a very public verbal exchange, as I mentioned earlier, with the victim before he died. Nobody connects the dots, though. No, they don't. For all the confusing shit in this, nobody ever... It's his exhibit. They fought. <laughs> the cops never fucking even come to nope. him. Nope. He's, um, he's painting like a madman, and then they're watching the news report together. He's, like, smiling. He's so happy that they mentioned his exhibit's name. And... The other people are like, man, that's pretty fucking shitty. They're not like, did you fucking do this? No. So, he's excited to hear the news reporter said his name and talked about his exhibit, yes? Yeah. And it's at this point that you see that he's getting absolutely sucked in and he's obsessing. And he seems like you when you have your 
ADHD. Yes, when I'm hyper fixated. Yes. So, when I say you have to watch the original Candyman, this is one of the things you wouldn't know if you didn't see the original Candyman. And it's a pretty fucking brilliant scene. In the first movie, Candyman says, be eternal with me. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. He wants to live forever, which is at the end of the movie, why he says what he says there. Candyman exists because people believe in him. And they pass it down. And the murders make him eternal. Anthony wants that too. He wants to be known, to have people say his name, his exhibit's name, Mm -hmm. his art will last forever. He wants to be eternal too. So he he wants to be Candyman before he even realizes it. He thought he just wanted to be like a well-known artist. But. Right. But no, he wants to be eternal just like Candyman, mm-hmm. which is why he's so obsessed with this. So someone named Clive jumps out a window in Brianna's dream. Yeah. Oh, who the, what? It's her dad. Her dad jumped out a window. He's dead. Moving on. Because. Yeah. Why <laughs> was that there? I don't know. I have no fucking just clue. have her have a bad dream at the same time that he has a bad dream? I have dream? no clue why this was in the movie That's at all. weird. So here we go. We got Helen's files. His hand where the bee stung him is so fucked up. Yeah. It is the most fucked up hand that there is. He keeps picking skin off of it and stuff. Yeah, it is dead. His hand is fucking dead, but it still works a yeah. little bit. He's in an elevator made out of mirrors, which fucking great sign. If, yeah. if you're fucking with the candy man. Yeah, he, even the ceiling. Surrounded by fucking mirrors. Numbers start going nuts. Yeah. It's not moving. Someone's dropping candy from the fucking ceiling. Was it candy? I thought it was blood. No, it was blood eventually, but at first it was candy. Um, Razor blade candy. He cuts his hand on the razor blade. Oh, yeah. And there's the candy man. Very, very little bit of time. Just enough time to get Anthony laying on the floor like a fucking maniac. Elevator's working again. Doors open. He looks like a bitch in front of these children. Mm -hmm. That probably made fun of him for the rest of the day and never thought about him again. They don't know he's the candy man. And he's straight obsessed with the candy man. He has a zombie hand. His hand is a zombie hand. Yeah. It is so fucking... Is this fucking... where the nail starts coming off? Ooh. Not yet. Oh, God. So there's another cool connection, which you might be able to pick up because in the puppet show, they do tell you that he was an artist. Um, the original lore, Daniel Robitaille was an artist. Killed for falling in love with a white woman. While Anthony is not in love with a white woman, he is an artist. He is infatuated with the story of one. So he's chasing after this white woman. Just like Daniel Robitaille fell in love with a white woman and was killed for it. Mm -hmm. Turned into the candy man for it. Same shit's happening to him. Anthony goes to the critic's house. Again, this is not going to be good. No, this is a bad idea. He should already be a suspect in two murders. Okay? Mm-hmm. He challenges her to summon the goddamn Candyman. Which she scoffed at. Like, yeah. well, I'm not going to do that. And then no. she's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm an He's educated like... woman. And she goes in there. This motherfucker is doing exactly what Helen did. Mm-hmm. And she goes in there and she summons the fucking Candyman. Which... Candyman fucking has this weird stare down with Anthony in the hall. Where Anthony is realizing, well, I don't think he's realizing it, but they're telling us he's going to be the fucking candy man. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like he was him. Yeah. Which I almost thought maybe he is. Like maybe he's just doing these murders. 
I thought that too for a little bit. But then they show her get murdered right. without him there. Right. He walks out and she's getting killed. <laughs> yeah. And again, I I can't take his nasty hand. Um, He won't have it treated or anything. It's disgusting hand. This is where he's like picking at it, picking the middle of it out. It's fucking gross. Ugh. But Finley isn't dead. She comes out of the bathroom and she's like, what the fuck are you doing, crazy man? And he's like, oh my God, go. Because his fucking hand's falling off and he just saw Candyman as himself. Yeah, he like danced with Candyman in the mirror for like 10 minutes. Yeah, you know this motherfucker is on one million cameras. Going into and out of that apartment. Yep. Leaving the building. No one questions. In the elevator. Everywhere. He, she is killed seconds after he leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. By Invisible Candyman, she's thrown all over the apartment, smashed off the window and shit. There is a news report that says the husband found her and is the main suspect. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Did he, these cops don't even try. <laughs> they don't. No. They don't think he's the suspect in the first murders. They don't even fucking talk to him. You'd think. His wife is starting to worry. Yeah, for good reason. These rich white people all keep dying around this black guy. You'd think they'd be on that. Mm-hmm. But no, they don't even seem to want to investigate this at all. They don't give a fuck. Brianna is a very sought after artist. Yes. She's like kind of bringing him along for the ride by the sound of it. And um, they're at a dinner. That's where he finds out about the murder and storms mm-hmm. off because that's not fucking suspicious at all. No. Uh, they're talking about taking her to New York. She seems, eh, I don't know. I don't want to go. She gets offered another museum local in the area, I guess. She should really go to New York and get away from this fucking madman. Yeah. That's what she needed to do. And this is where we hear about the other Candyman, um, including Daniel Robitaille, who is the original Candyman. We get more of that cool puppet shit that I like. If you haven't seen it yet, and and you're dead set on not watching this movie for some fucking reason, at least go watch the trailer with the puppets. It's really cool. They it's are cool. one of the best trailers I've ever seen. So there isn't one Candyman. There's like four or five Candymen. Yeah. It keeps refreshing over the years, the story. And he's painting them. Yeah. And he's trying to get his poor girlfriend killed because she's going to like say the Candyman to prove it's not real to him. And he's smashing mirrors. At one point, the glass is completely through his hand and he doesn't even care because his hand his is hand fucking is dead. dead. It's a dead hand. I like when he, he he eventually goes to the fucking hospital and they're like, thanks, we think we're going to admit you. And he's like, nah. And he just like walks away. It's like, how did they put that man in the psych ward with his dead ass hand? Strap him in and cut his fucking arm off. Yeah. Because his hand is fucked. And it starts traveling up in the, the side of his face. There and- is no way he's not gangrenous. <laughs> Thankfully, though, she does leave. She's with her brother and his boyfriend now. And again, I am so fucking worried they're going to do the Candyman shit. They never do the Candyman shit. Yeah, I wrote them down because I was like, they're going to die. Like, I cannot believe they didn't die. They didn't. That's weird. This was this is probably the most disturbing scene in the movie. We're at this high school. Oh, yeah. What we thought was a high school. It's actually like a, a college, I think. Like a community college. I don't know. It's not a high school, I don't think. Um, the white girl from the art show. We didn't even mention her. <clears throat> there was this white girl at the art show that got one of the flyers and was looking in the mirror and somebody's like, we can go now. And she's like, thank God. But she read the the literature on how to summon the fucking candy man <laughs> that Anthony handed out. And she's telling the girls about it. Yeah, there's five girls in a bathroom and they're going to do this shit. 
thankfully one of them leaves. Yeah, she's like, nah. She's like, fuck this. Good call, girly. If all your friends are candy manning, you leave. Audience. This isn't me talking to people that might be in the Candyman movies. I'm talking to you real people. So if I start doing it... Leave. I'll leave. <laughs> You're out. What am I going to do if Candyman comes? I can't protect you. <laughs> Just get killed. Um. Then a girl busts in to poop, but she doesn't really poop. She just busted in there yeah, for some free time. And the door locks. Trina in the stall with her headphones on while these people are getting slaughtered outside. She does see the Candyman in the compact mirror. This bothers me too, so remind me at the end of the movie for me to tell you why. What bothers you? The I, scene? I can't tell. Yeah, this something about this scene, but I don't want to say it now because... Okay, I will remind you. Okay. So Anthony got his entire zombie arm now. The whole arm is zombie. This is where he's pulling his fingernails off. Ugh. It's so... It's so yucky. It is so fucking gross. I hate it. And he, this is also when he goes to the hospital. They want to admit him. He fucks off. And then he goes to visit his mom with his fucking zombie arm. Yeah. All the way up. It's like his, his neck and face now. Yeah. When he gets to his mom. His mother is Anne-Marie. And this is where you find out that he was the fucking baby that was taken by the Candyman in the original movie. Yep. Tried to get thrown in the fire. Yeah. I knew she was in this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before this movie. I knew she was in it. Mm-hmm. So I knew what character she was playing. Mm-hmm. The one with the fucking baby. Because I know who she is. I didn't see this coming. You didn't see... Him being the baby? Oh. No. I never saw it coming. Did you see the TikTok sound coming? Well, yeah. Because I knew that and it was in the trailer. Are you going to do it? No. I already did a TikTok sound. Are you going to do it? Shh. Mm-mm. Don't say that. That's two TikTok sounds for you guys. <laughs> So the truth emerges. Helen didn't steal him. She saved him. Candyman disappeared because they all kind of agreed to forget about him. And that's what gives him power. The collective memory of him. And following the lore that this movie sets forth, the baby almost would have been the next extension of Candyman. Well, yeah. Right. But I mean, when he was a baby. Oh. That's what would have kept the story going. He's going to grow up into Candyman. Well, I don't know, but that's what would have kept the Candyman story going. See, in the original lore, I don't think they planned on this, but that would have kept Candyman in the consciousness because he killed that fucking baby or the white chick killed that baby, Helen. Mm -hmm. That's what would have kept Candyman in the consciousness for the next generation. Mm -hmm. That only applies to this movie, I guess, that like he's supposed to be the Candyman now. Um, I think it would just... uh, because in the original movie, there was one Candyman. It was Daniel Robitaille. That's it. Right. It wasn't all these Candymans. And they didn't know this movie was going to get made fucking 30 years ago. So I think that was the point of killing the baby in the first movie with Helen. According to this. Right. According to this movie. So Brie goes back to her place. She brought Troy, who is her brother. He's going to protect her. He is making that clear. There is not a goddamn thing Troy could do to Anthony, even if Anthony has zombie hand. Mm-hmm. Anthony will kill Troy. Anthony will shove Troy up his own ass. Yeah, but he was running his mouth. Yeah, he was talking some shit. Um, It's sad that Brie can't just fucking go, though. She sees a pen for the laundromat, so she's going to the laundromat. Mm -hmm. Anthony's beanie is in the office. She goes in. Office door locks behind her. Now, I don't know who locked the door. The implication is the Candyman locks the door. 
But that isn't what happens. But he's turning into the Candyman. But he didn't kidnap her. But Ghost Candyman is helping. You think? You think Ghost Candyman helped Willie? I don't know. <clears throat> I'm thinking maybe Willie locked it from the other side and ran around a building into that basement and got her. I like how she opened the basement door. She goes, nope. <laughs> yeah, that is a smart woman. So we do get another flashback here. They're doing Candyman and won't let him play. Um, it's a good thing, too, because like they're his sisters, I guess. Or at least one's his sister. Mm -hmm. This is William again. They're both dead. Local weirdo Candyman kills both of them. But William does see it. And Bree's still alive, which is good. I was hoping she yeah, didn't Yeah, she's die. like tied up. Yeah, she's in a church. She's in that church that he was taking pictures of in the beginning of the movie. William has her, but he's out of his fucking mind. He's nuts. Like, you thought he was just a normal dude this whole movie. Yeah. But he's fucking crazy. Yeah. He's seen a lot of shit, though. He's been, like, waiting. Yeah. Anthony, he's there. Kinda. Not looking so fucking good. Um, William saws the zombie arm off mercifully. Uh, it is fucking gross. It's gross. There's, like, tendons hanging on and shit at the end. It is so fucking gross and awesome. It's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, no happy ending for Anthony, sadly. He now has a hook hand. And he shoved it, like, into the meat of his arm. Made a really nasty sound. It was gross. It was very gross. But you can hear the cops are coming, and Bree has escaped. She is fleeing. Yeah. William wants a number Candyman. I think this is four, maybe five. I don't know which one Anthony would be, if you do number four or five. I, I, I lost know. count of the Candyman. Um, she kills William, though. She stabs the shit out of him. Yeah. And a um, lot. Anthony shows up and he's like, I think he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony doesn't want to hurt her. No. He, I don't think he really wants to be the candy man. He's changed his mind. Yeah. She should just flee again is what she should do. But he's like dying. Yeah. And she's big sad. Like she yeah. looked like she was going to stab him at first, but then he claps and she's like, oh, no, don't die. So she just held him. Yeah. And then the cops had arrived and they start blasting like fucking Frank Reynolds. Yeah. Pull um, out their pistols and start blasting. They didn't ask any questions or anything. They just walked in and started shooting. Right. So people aren't going to like that. We didn't know who they shot either. It was ambiguous for a minute. Yeah. But it wasn't Bree, so it was Anthony. She checked. She yeah. thought maybe it was her. And she was covered in blood. Yeah. Which I'm surprised Anthony had any blood. That's true. At this point. Yeah. They take her to the cop car. And of course, this fucking cop is telling her what her options are. Either she lies and goes free, say that Anthony rushed the police officer that murdered him, or she tells the truth and she gets implicated in the crime. Yep. She agrees that she'll tell the cop whatever he wants to hear. If she can just look at herself in the mirror, I guess, to make sure she's fine. Give herself some courage. He's like, whatever. He turns the fucking mirror Ruby to her mirror. face. Mm -hmm. Yep. Rearview mirror right to her face. She says Candyman in the mirror four times. And a cop's like, what's this Candyman shit about? Yep. And all the cops get murdered by Candyman. He comes back and murders half a dozen police officers. So, he won't even look in the mirror, and he said it, and you've said it like 45,000 times when there's a mirror right there. I think he was looking in the mirror. I think he was looking back at her in the mirror. Oh, okay. Like, to see, what the fuck are you doing back there? <clears throat> Bree does live. Um, she's got some explaining to do. But 
there's no way the cops are going to think she killed all those people, all those police officers while handcuffed. Right. So she might get away with this. That's true. Um, we finally get our Tony Todd sighting. He implores her to tell everyone. She has to live. So she can tell everyone. Because his existence hinges on her sharing this story mm-hmm. and people knowing about him. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. The multiple Candyman thing I thought was a nice touch. I do like it. I like that too. Um, creating a new Candyman lore based on mob slash police violence against black men was also nice. Mm-hmm. Because there's no difference really between what the mobs did to black men then and what some police officers have done to black men now all throughout history. Um, they use it as like a sort of shield, the story in this. Mm-hmm. It's a shared legend through throughout the years. The thing I didn't like about that one thing. So the girls, the five girls staying in there, they're the ones that were playing the game or summoning him or whatever. And he killed them and only them and left the girl that was in the stall because she didn't participate. Right. So at the end, when she summons him, how come he kills all those other people that didn't have anything to do with her summoning him? Like, why did he not just kill her and the guy that's in the car? I mean, I know why he didn't kill her, but why didn't he... Like, why did he kill all those other people around when he was only killing the people that summoned him or who were a part of the summoning until that scene? Probably revenge. Just to kill those cops. To free her. She had to be free for this to go on. It was just weird. We don't know if he kills that girl in the bathroom. We don't see her again. I guess. We don't think he did. Right. He didn't make a move to the door or anything like that. But we don't know. Were there any other scenes where he killed, where he just killed everyone that was there? They were, like, alone? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody got it. Well, the fucking art dealer didn't say it. No, but he was definitely participating in her saying it. No, I don't think anybody else got it that didn't say it specifically or was involved in it. Mm -hmm. So, I think he can kill whoever he wants. Maybe he's just discerning. It's like a tale that shows this is something the black community has been traumatized by since the founding of the country. Mm -hmm. That's basically what the Candyman legend is. That's why it's important that the legend gets updated so a new generation can relate to it. That's why there's so many Candymen. And the kids can say, oh, yeah, in my neighborhood there was this Candyman. You know what I mean? It's just like this legend that keeps getting updated. Like every... Every community has Chester the Molester or whatever for since the beginning of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it has to always be a different person because everybody has told that story since they were a child. Yep. Since Candyman is real, they need someone to relate it to. So they take every whatever so many generations, there becomes a new Candyman, which is why I think that baby would be the new Candyman when it was a baby. But it wouldn't be the Candyman. Daniel Robitaille would have just continued to be the Candyman in that in that timeline, in the original timeline. Mm-hmm. The baby wouldn't have became the Candyman because this... And you think this insane had two Candymen? I do. But I could be wrong. I felt like he... Like, Anthony turned into him. But... 
like that last scene, it was just like him, the original one saying like, keep talking about me. Yes, it was the original one in the last scene, for sure. But it was hard it, to tell. It's like it's like the Trinity. It's like <laughs> Jesus and God and like yeah, he all can, the can be all of them. They're all the Candyman. Yeah, right? he can be any Candyman. Right. Yes. So there wasn't two. It was just. I mean, there was two. There's one. His. It was Anthony's face doing all of the killing or whatever. But then at the end, there it was the original one's face. But it wasn't. It wasn't like he was another Candyman. It no, was... I think it's all the same Candyman. But. I think the Candyman just has the same goal. To live forever. But I think when I think live the Trinity one is good. I think he, <laughs> the Candyman can have the personality of whichever Candyman he's being now. Yeah. But they're all the same thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you got like the Jesus Candyman, the Holy Ghost <laughs> Candyman, and the God Candyman. The God Candyman would probably be Daniel Robitaille since he was the original. Yeah. Um, and then you can flip a coin for the other two. But there's actually three. There might be three four. more. Yeah, yeah four. <laughs> we fuck knows how many. What does he say at the end? Tell everyone or something like that. Something like that. But that's tell also tell everyone about me. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. That's also why Candyman can be seen as like a hero and a villain because he represents the pain of the marginalized community, but he also brings violence. So he's a little bit of a yin and yang, but pain and violence are generally linked together. Because hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And unseen people want to be seen. Which is why Candyman needs you to know about him. But doesn't you don't want to say his name. Not necessarily. So it was spooky. Um, like I don't think it was as good or as scary as the original. But it was a nice sequel. And I do like what they did with the story. It was line. just as gory, if not more. I think it was more gory. I don't think the first one was that gory. It, it wasn't as scary. But it was it was gross, even the stuff that wasn't like killing, like his fingernails falling off. And yeah, stuff. there was like, a lot was of gross. that shit. Him picking at his skin and shit was really fucking gross. It was definitely more disgusting. So I do think it was hard to follow. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I ding it for the most. Like, and a lot of the times when you're talking about like it has deeper meaning, and I think it's all bullshit. But this one does. Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. It's not usually bullshit either. Um, <laughs> I said I yeah. think it's it's, it's, but, it's a it's it's a opinion. Okay. So, shit like Bree's dad, I don't know why that was in the movie. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. And like I've tried, I've thought about it a lot today, and I I don't. Maybe I'm just super dumb, and I do not understand. None of that. It didn't even have to be in the movie. Yeah, I don't know why it was there. Bree didn't even have to have a dad. I mean, she could have just woke up, like, from a bad dream, like, just, <gasps> Yeah. Know? And then they talk about, like, packing his art and shit up later, but, like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, maybe just to make the character seem more real, have depth. Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. But I am going to say something ridiculous right now. Good. Go ahead. I'm ready. There is almost too much jammed into this movie. Wow. Look at you. There's multiple origin stories. There's a suicidal dad. There's a bee sting inexplicably destroying his arm. Like, they don't ever explain that at all. This movie could have been longer. To give you more information? This could have been a two-hour yeah. movie, and it wouldn't have hurt it at all. When I, when I looked up, I'm like, oh my god, it's only 91 minutes? Awesome. That's usually 
how I feel. I'm like, thank fucking God. And I thought that with this too. And now I'm like, man, they could have went a little farther with this fucking movie. Yeah. This could have been two movies. There's a lot, lot, lot of shit in here. And there was very little downtime. No, it was moving the whole entire movie. You're moving, 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 mm-hmm. moving. And for the amount of nuance and depth and subtext they're trying to put in this movie, it probably needed to be a little bit longer. It didn't need to be three hours or anything like yeah. that. You could have fucking added 20 minutes onto this movie, though, and probably cleared a lot of the fucking confusion up. And I am not one to say movies should be longer. No, you're not. That is unbelievably rare for me to say that. Which is weird because you love movies so much. Yeah, well, I love to watch a lot of movies. And if they're shorter, I can watch more of them. Oh, is that what it is? So Rotten Tomato gives it an 85% audience score and a seven, or 85% critic score and a 72% audience score. I think that's pretty fair. It actually performs better than the original in both. The original had a 78% critic score and a 62% audience score. But I think the original is objectively better. So. No, they didn't ask you. Huh. That's why that's why they murdered the critic in this movie, because critics don't fucking know what they're talking about. <laughs> Candyman made $77.4 million on a budget of $25 million. So, basically tripled the budget. Um, I would not be shocked to see a sequel. Especially since it was more profitable and better reviewed than the original, which produced multiple sequels. Did you like it? I didn't hate it. Like, I was scared to watch it at first because I was quite scared of the first movie. So I was scared going into this one. And it was gross. Mm-hmm. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre gross. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not gross. That is a common misconception. Whatever. But it wasn't super scary. It was interesting. It was deep. So I think I liked it. Where do you rank it? I'm going to rank it. Number two. Number two? Yeah. So just behind the Lost Boys. Behind the Lost Boys before It Follows. I I don't like It Follows, but I liked talking about It Follows. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying. So you said to remind you of... No, I did. The bathroom you got it? Okay. That's what I I was going to... I was saying they didn't kill that girl. Right. That we know of. They might have. So like I said, if you are like a Trump voter, um, you've ever said these, co- here. these colors don't run, um, you have a Blue Lives Matter anything, you've ever said All Lives Matter, probably won't like this movie. You're probably done with this podcast too, honestly, because we agree with this movie. Like We like this movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We're here for all the subtext of this movie. We're dirty liberals. Do you have anything else to add, Carolyn? I don't think so. You don't think so? Nope. Then say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.